Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. It's a new season. It's a new day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to 2024. I thank God that you made it into this new year, especially because it tells me that God has purpose for your life. If you're a child of God, it is very likely that God wants you to experience more of him in your life. If you are not a child of God, he continues to call you to abandon the life of living without him and come into the best new season that you cannot even imagine. So let us get on with what I want to say to you. If it's a new season, if it's a new day, then it means that there needs to be a new attitude. Your old season might have been successful. Last year, you might have accomplished some great things for the kingdom of God. But this is a new season. And traditionally, we talk about New Year's resolution. And we make fun of those who abandon those resolutions in short times. I am not here to make a joke. I am inviting you to resolve in your heart that I will do more for the kingdom of God than I did last year. So here we go. Joshua 24 and verse 14 and 15 is our first one. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. I could condense this resolution for you. This year, I am making a promise to myself as a wife or a husband, as a parent, that as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. That is going to require more than just reciting the words. It is going to involve setting up a family altar, taking your family to church, living a consistent godly life in your family, praying for your family members daily. Oh, I know that some of our spouses and children do not want to have anything to do with God and church, and it seems discouraging to reach them for Jesus. I get it, but hear me well. You are God's perfect representative placed in your family to lead either your spouse or your children to Jesus. Be relentless this year, my friend. My family and I will serve the Lord. This is not holy mumbo jumbo. This is my solemn resolution to my God. Resolution number two, Psalm 23 and verse six. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. By the way, a resolution is dead in the water if you do not engage your will, if you do not commit to the effective and successful outcome. Notice David sets the stage for his resolution. He acknowledges that he is in a meaningful relationship with God. God is his shepherd. The sheep did not choose a shepherd. It is the other way around. In the previous verses, this eloquent writer celebrates this amazing relationship. And as you read the psalm, it is very clear that he is the recipient of tremendous blessings from the relationship. He doesn't say thanks to the shepherd because to say thanks is simply not enough. 
David's knowledge of and his experience with God has made it abundantly clear that this shepherd who provides, who protects, who meets his every need is in this forever relationship with him. To recognize that goodness and mercy from the shepherd will follow me all the days of my life is a humbling statement. I am undeserving, but I am convinced that my shepherd loves this sheep. So what do I give him in return? I make a commitment. I make a promise. I pass a personal resolution in this new season. I will with all my heart, with every fiber of my being, commit to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That word forever will not be revised when I hit upon storms. It will not be removed if God doesn't answer my prayers immediately. This resolution is a forever resolution. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Resolution number three comes from the mouth of a non-Jewish woman called Ruth. She was given a challenge by her Jewish mother-in-law, Naomi. Both of them had lost their husbands, and Naomi was painfully returning to her home in Bethlehem. The young widow insisted on going with the old lady. Naomi pointed out the useless significance. I cannot help you any further. Go back to your people and continue to turn over a new leaf. Make a new life for yourself. Ruth knew what she was doing and she expressed this in her resolution. Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. Notice Ruth used the word, I will, four times. From this day forward, your God will be my God. And there is nothing, Naomi, you can do to make me change my mind. I am resolute in my declaration to you. The last one is from Philippians 3, 12 to 14. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Resolutions can be tough. Resolutions can be formidable. Resolutions demand total and honest commitment to them for them to become true. Resolution does not mean I will make it now and put it down and revisit it later. Notice what Paul was doing. He was in his right mind. He was sober. He was deliberate. He was determined. He weighed the odds. 
Paul was turning his back on a life of achievement, an easier life, a life that would not result in suffering for Jesus. The man was determined to make a dramatic turn in his life. He knew what he had achieved up to this point, but he identified a fresh goal. And he says, I am committed to achieving this goal. I press on beginning now. I press not will press on, but I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which he has called me. With all my heart, with all my energy, with all my intellect, with all my human resources, I am telling the world, I am saying to myself that I am pressing on. To press on is to recognize opposition, to acknowledge hindrances and roadblocks, and I will honor God not just with my resolution, but with my determination. Which of these resolutions will you adopt this year? Write it in your journal and add today's date to it. Print it out and place it on your refrigerator or your bathroom mirror or your desk or on a t-shirt. Do whatever you can to keep it current and before you. Whatever you do, know that the Holy Spirit will empower you to see your resolution come true. And in the end, God will reward you. My friend, it's a new season. It's a new day. And you have so much to gain from making a new resolution and staying true to the end.